0: cheese heads get on your feet it's curd and long hosted by sparky
1: feiper and ryan Horvat.
0: welcome in it's the sparky feiper along with ryan Horvat, curd and long a packers victory monday i oh my god what in the world is that
1: guess he's back No, god, he's not here. Back. that's nonsense that's what i'll tell you what did I tell you? A loss to the Detroit Lions, and then they would turn around and beat yeah. the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Okay, so prediction-wise, Ryan Horvath's Swami, right? That's why he does bet MGM tonight during the week. I bet QL tonight. He's Where are you at tonight? What casino are you at out in D.C.? Where are you
1: at? Uh, MGM National Harbor out in Maryland. Come say hi. Tap Sports Bar. First rounds on me. Maybe. We'll see. Good. All right.
0: So Ryan's offering to buy drinks. So this is the thing. So, yes, Ryan predicted it correctly. I predicted the Cowboys would kill the Packers because that's what I think most of us thought. Uh, Then during the game, 28-14, this guy right here, Ryan Hormont, tweets out, and that's a dagger. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Your favorite quarterback is 12. There's a long way to go in this game. Long way to go. And then he says, who is he going to throw to? And I wait. Christian Watson scores I tweet back out and I go Watson Christian Watson and it was unbelievable the Packers come back win this thing in overtime and you know I'm not gonna sit here and go oh they're a playoff team oh they're gonna win five straight oh they're gonna win Thursday against Tennessee I don't know where this team is gonna be but this team this locker room really needed this victory Ryan and I'm glad they got it and it's even probably a little bit more sweeter than they got it against McCarthy coming home uh, to play the Packers with the Cowboys. That was uh, that was a lot of fun to watch there in the second half of that game.
1: Yeah, ended up being a great watch. Uh, I did tweet out at 28-14. I did tweet Dagger because I just didn't think that this team was built to come from behind like that. And I still don't think that they are. I don't think that they're going to be able to... And the Titans, kind of the same way. You know, they're not really built to come from behind either. So I think that that's just going to be a slugfest. I know we have plenty of time to talk about that game. But. I I, I'm still in shock, you know. Um, Didn't look like anybody was going to step up, and obviously last night it was Christian Watson who I was excited for. The problem is, once again, we've talked about this. I like Christian Watson and I like Romeo Dobbs. The rookies, and it's tough to rely on rookies to be your number one, your number two. And I like Lazard, but you know, on a good team, I mean, the last couple years he's been the number three, the number four option. He's a very good blocking wide receiver, but he's injured right now. He's pretty much playing with one arm. Robert Tunyon leads the team in receptions and I like him but he's coming off an ACL injury and every time he gets the ball in his hands he kind of looks like he's running in quicksand so I didn't think anybody was going to step up last night. I figured it was going to be the Maladin type performance that we've seen the last couple weeks and then all of a sudden Man, Rodgers was good last night. Christian Watson made plays. I mean, and that's what I love about this kid, though. There's going to be some drops, but like, let's look at, I mean, all these guys, man, Jordy Nelson in the Super Bowl. There were some bad drops. Rodgers goes back to him. James Jones couldn't catch the football. Devontae Adams, who right now is the top four still wide receiver in the league, pretty much broke every receiving record for the Green Bay Packers. The first three years, everybody wanted him cut. Go back and look at the old takes exposed. You know, everybody wanted him gone. So, that was the thing I was more upset about when I tweet out about the wide receiver room. Yeah. I still think that this wide receiver room is brutal. It's just these young rookies are stepping up. Now you needed to bring in a veteran that could actually stay healthy and you can't rely on Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, but I did tweet out dagger and I also took one for the team. I knew if I put that, you know, out into into the universe that then I could get the people that have been tweeting, you know, oh, this one, you know, uh, this this aged well, this aged well. So I took one for the team because it had been five weeks, man. It had been over a month since this team won a football game. And that felt good. That felt like a playoff win. Now I see why Detroit Lions fans, Chicago Bear fans, you know, if you're a fan, a Houston Texans fan, why you celebrate these regular season wins, because, damn, I, f- I forgot how good that felt.
0: Well, right, because they haven't been such a struggle for very long. I mean, those teams win four or five games a year. So, yes, you celebrate every one. When the Bucks win 15 games a year, when the Milwaukee Bucks win 15 games a year, yeah, by the end of the year we were booing wins because we wanted losses to, to, you know, draft better in the lottery. Uh, but this, this Green Bay Packers team here, uh, and we're going to get to the wide receiver room, we're going to get to, you know, this offensive game plan uh, that they had later in the podcast. But you tell me. How many times do you think Aaron Rodgers has started and ended a game with 20 attempts in a game? And I don't know the answer. I just know I went back quite a ways. I can't find one. So, I'm sure they exist somewhere, maybe. uh, California, maybe. I don't know. But that was the single most amazing thing to me. Like, if they would have done something similar to this last week, then maybe – I would have been like, okay, you would have won that game. But instead, you came out hell-bent on throwing that football and screwing the run, and then, oh, well, they got so many guys in the box to stop. Not only did you do that, but because you ran the ball so well, DeMarcus Lawrence had, what, one pressure? The few of pressures I think he's had all year in a game. One? That's it? One pressure for, for, for him? I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, so to me, that was a, that was a job well done by that Packers offense.
1: Yeah, man, because I was worried, obviously, Micah Parsons, just an absolute game wrecker. And, yeah, he made some plays last night, and he's Micah Parsons, and he had a game plan around him. But I thought, man, and I know we'll talk about this, but I thought the game plan was perfect. And this is what I predicted, though. I said it's going to almost it's, – it's going to upset me as much as – as happy as I am. Also, you go back and you're like, man, if this was the offensive game plan against the commanders, against the well, Jets – Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. Wasn't it the commander's game? My, memories, I, my memory stinks now memory stinks now. But yeah. wasn't it the Commanders game where Watson got hurt early in that game? And then in the post-game press conference, Rogers came out and said, hey, if he would have been healthy, we had a bunch of plays designed for him and we kind of had to throw out the offense and kind of start over. Was that the Washington game? It was one of these games when he got hurt. And I brought it up to you and you're like, ah, whatever. I, I don't want to hear that stuff. He's a rookie. He well, can't stay out of the field. But now you see this is what they've wanted to do with Watson I think all year long. But because he can't stay on the field, they haven't been able to Run what they wanted to run.
1: I mean, what's ridiculous, and we saw this week one hell, the first play of the season, he just didn't hang on to the football, but he burned Patrick Peterson. And I was thinking, man, Patrick Peterson looked like a shell of himself. And then if you watch that game yesterday, man, there's Patrick Peterson making plays all over the damn field. He's still a pretty solid cornerback. It just shows you how good it shows you the potential of Christian Watson if he could stay healthy. And if he could catch the football, because that's the thing, you know, like with MVS, MVS, it was the same thing, man, this guy has four, three speed, but he doesn't catch the football and he could really run like one to two routes. Christian Watson could run probably the entire route tree and he's only going to get better. It all just, it's about staying healthy, man. But the separation that he creates is ridiculous. Like I watch all these rookie wide receivers. This year, they're all really good. I really like Chris Olave. I love Drake London from Atlanta. He hasn't dropped the pass all season, but he creates no separation. Everything's a 50-50 jump ball. Watson just burns defenders. That's a guy you have to game plan. Imagine now if Dobbs could build some confidence and they get them right. back healthy. Like I like the future of the wide receiver room but th- yeah, I mean as good as I feel this is yesterday proved this is not a terrible football team. I think this is a good football team. I don't think this is a great football team. This is this is a team that should be a playoff team. I don't know if they should win the NFC North because I know we keep ragging on the Vikings and I know there was some fluky stuff that happened yesterday but they beat the Bills, man. So, I mean, we got to give them their flowers. They beat the Bills on the road yesterday. It's a good football team, a one-loss football team. But the Packers, this should be an 11-12 win football team. And also, man, if we had that energy from Aaron Rodgers the last couple weeks as well, he was a teammate last night i mean christian watson had some really bad drops that's when i was tweeting things yeah. out about worst wide receiver room he went back to him you know lafleur even after those two drops on that first drive lafleur was right there on the sideline you saw it on the defensive side of the ball rudy ford i wish i could give all the game balls to rudy ford i may <laughs> i may order my child and and my i may order rudy ford jerseys for the entire family you no, know what no, I mean? no no
0: no ryan your next son you'll name rudy I I, I might have to. I might
1: have to, man, because honestly, there's somebody that actually cares. That's what I've been calling for. That's why when Rodgers went on McAfee a couple weeks ago, I didn't really think it was about throwing the wide receiver room under the bus and all these young guys. I think there's just certain guys that shouldn't be on that football field. We'll talk about one of them coming up here in a little bit, the guy returning punts, But – Get a guy like Rudy Ford on the field, man. Find a different role for Savage because I do think he's talented. But a guy like Rudy Ford, he was flying to the ball last night. It wasn't just the two takeaways. It was some of those tackles. That was a fun game to watch last night. Even if they would have lost that game, I hate to be this guy. like, But, man, they showed some heart last night. Some, it is. Rodgers showed some fight, you know, getting out of the pocket, moving a little bit. Man, he – some of those throws last night, I can't wait to watch the All-22 when when it comes out tomorrow. Some of those throws yesterday were ridiculous. That was a vintage Rodgers performance. Now I hope it continues and carries over, and it wasn't just, hey, we're getting up for this game because McCarthy and the Cowboys are in town.
0: I think there's, there's one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about, and I think we knew it. When the injury happened, is where are they going to get pass rush from? Like, where is it coming from? I mean, Kenny Clark got home and that was fine, but I mean, you have to be able to get some more consistent pass rush than they were getting. Now, God bless the Packers for facing Dak Prescott, and I forgot who it was. Somebody said, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said they should run the offense, and they ran for Cooper Rush. Uh, for the Cowboys, for Dak Prescott. They they should make a ball control offense, not have Dak throwing the ball 40 or 50 times a game and kind of take the ball out of his hands and run the ball with Zeke and Pollard and, and Crew and go that way. And that might be the way to go because those two interceptions... Absolutely, we're talking about Rudy Ford. Those two interceptions absolutely killed the Dallas Cowboys. And it wasn't like if memory serves correct, I don't think he was like under a great deal of duress. He just made two bad decisions uh, and got picked off. That pass rush, though, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to get home. And that's something that once they can figure that out, uh, then we'll see. Now, again, when they drafted Quay Walker, I remember Gary going, they'll play him inside and outside of that they really haven't played him outside. They've been pretty much dead set on him inside. Uh, McDuffie led the team in tackles last night. So I just wonder maybe if maybe they'll experiment with putting Walker on the other side of Preston Smith on the outside and letting him use some of that speed and see if he can start getting home. You don't have to start him there and play him there every snap, but to mix it up, give him some looks outside more consistently going forward.
1: Yeah. And you know, um, A lot of the stuff that I listen to, you know, like pre-draft stuff on him, I I mean, the the thing about him is he's obviously – and I thought he played a pretty damn good game. He made some plays yesterday, Quay did. You see the potential. You see that he could fly to the ball. You see the speed. You see the instincts. I just – the only thing, the only knock was, like, you should really dummy it down for him the first couple years. Like, that's why I thought maybe him playing next to Campbell would be a good thing. And like you said, man, you pop on that tape and it kind of screws up Campbell. They just really, it hasn't been a great fit. We'll see what happens when he comes back, if he's able to get healthy. But I think you just really want to simplify things. You want him getting after the quarterback, you know. I mean, just because it looks almost like the first couple weeks of the season, he was just clueless. Like, he just never knew where to be, you know. like to fill the necessary gaps. I thought he'd be a little bit better against the run. But yesterday, he made some plays. Now I just want to see that continue when you get Campbell back on the field. And I, and I agree. Like, switch things up. The other thing is, they were doing it again last night. It was driving me nuts. And I know the defense played pretty damn good. But Joe Barry, again, with that soft zone coverage, third and six, third and seven. Why is Jair, you know, why is Rasul Douglas playing 15 yards off the ball? You're just giving Dak those easy completions. That was driving me nuts. That and – I still – it's like we're watching these games at home, and I get Dax pretty strong. But when you're seeing – when we're all calling quarterback sneak and it happens three times on the same drive on third and one, fourth and one, you know, I know it was a nice win, but Joe Barry still, man, like Ah, stop with Joe Barry. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about the special teams.
0: How much longer do you think that Matt LaFleur will stick with Amari Rodgers' returning punt? Now, fumbled that punt, and I took to Twitter. I was like, enough is enough enough like I don't want to see this anymore now yeah. to Masacchi's credit and Lafleur's credit they didn't put it back out there but then Lafleur, after the game was like well you know we trust him to do the right thing and yada 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 and sticking up for his guy I'm sorry like there's no way there is no way he's going back out there even with nixon like acting like he's in, in the outfield catching a ball or whatever the hell yeah. he's doing even with that <laughs> nonsense i'll deal with that for the time being until he proves that he can't do it and that that's the end of that like does tory return punts has samari tory ever returned a punt if he hasn't maybe let's work with him in practice and see if he can return punts do something but the amari rodgers thing I, I i've had my fill man i really have and i know he redid his body and lost weight and looks more explosive and has had some moments. I get all of that. But, dude, you can't be fumbling the ball like this. You just can't. Not not when you're in the funk you're in as a team to begin with, losing all these games. Every possession is hugely critical to this football team right now. You aren't playing with, like, the top-ranked offense where they can just outscore the other team if you make a mistake. That's not what it is. Then you make a mistake and they score seven on it, and you could see on the sideline look – Like, he looked like, you know, he was crushed. Like, his heart was broken when they scored that touchdown. He felt horrible. I feel horrible for him because it's not like the guy's now working, but at some time, we're halfway through the season. We got to make a decision here and move forward.
1: I texted this to my brother last night. I said, Has nobody on this team, you have, you know, you have over 50 guys on this roster. Nobody, even in high school, college, has returned an effing punt because I don't ever want to see whatever that nonsense was. And I never want to see Amari Rodgers ever again. I have a stomach ulcer just from special teams again this year, just from punt and kick return. How week two, week three? They didn't just go out and sign somebody off the street. There has to be one specialist that literally that's their job. Or you know what? You know what I said to my wife last night? She didn't care. Don't even return the damn things anymore. Just Just straight rush the punter. No, don't do that because then we know know, the roughing and, and the running into the kicker penalties are coming. But just... Just let it go out of bounds. I don't care where they start because they're probably not going to, let's be honest, up until last night, they probably weren't going to score anyway. Oh. But you can't just be giving free points to the other team and putting the defense back out on the field when they're already on the field for the majority of the time because the offense this season hasn't been able to sustain drives. It's a victory Monday, so I want to be positive. And I don't want to say cut Amari Rodgers because I've seen him make some plays this year on the offensive side of the ball. And I was talking about this last week, like how they don't have the gadget guy, the Tyler Irvin guy. Find a new role for Amari if you want him on this roster. If he's a good teammate, I know Randall Cobb likes the kid, you know, and he can make some plays. If you see some flashes, it worries me a little bit, though. You know, like Rodgers, I know everybody thinks Rodgers is this big jerk, but the team, like, the skill position guys all seem to really like him. When he's calling out Amari like that, well, this guy just returns puns. I think it probably says a lot about Amari. You know, maybe that he's not the best practice player either. So if you need to have this guy on the roster, Find a role for him. You know, he's the gadget guy. He's the pre-snap motion Tyler Irvin type guy, even though he never really does anything when he does give that opportunity. But he can't return punts anymore, man. Have an open tryout today. Like you said, Torre, like one of these guys, somebody on this team has had to have returned a punt, but you cannot send him back out there. It's insanity at this point, man. That's clearly not the job for him.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And we'll see if Lafleur was just lip service after the game and we are going to have a change, or if he runs him back out there Thursday night against Tennessee. If he is back out there Thursday night against Tennessee and screws up again and possibly costs them a game, I I mean, they're not going to fire Lafleur or anything of the sort. But at some point, somebody's got to step in and stop this madness at some point, right? I mean, last year, they wanted to to stop him from returning punts. Remember, during that one game, LaFleur walked up. Oh, no, 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 he's fine. It, 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 no, no, that wasn't. LaFleur wanted to pull him. The special teams coach defended him, so they left him out there, and that was a train wreck. Now, yeah. this year, I don't know if Basachi wants to pull him or not, so we don't know where Rich is on this whole deal. But if is like, I'm done, then the floor's got to be like, okay, like, that's fine. But if Bisaccia says, give him another chance, then it's on you, Matt, to say yes or no to it.
1: Dude, really quick, how come the Packers are the only team that deals with this stupid problem every year? Whether it's Ty Montgomery, you know, taking balls out of the end zone, costing them games, or it's this nonsense. Say what you want, like the Vikings – the Vikings went all in for this season. I don't know if they're good enough, man, but like, look what they've added on the offensive side of the ball—going out and getting a tight end. They need TJ Hawkinson. They go out and get TJ Hawkinson, but they have a former first-round pick in Chenault returning their punts and returning their kicks. This is like what Green Bay—you need to get—you need to get athletes and good football players. That's the problem with this Packers team, man. Where top-heavy, you have talent—you have Aaron Rodgers and Jair Alexander and David Bakhtiari—but they don't have the depth, you know. And like you said, like we've sacrificed depth at the defensive. Back Back at the corner position for these special teams players how the hell can nobody return a punt yeah. I promise you I hate to be this guy the guy watching the game from the couch I know for a fact I could go out there call fair catch and just catch the damn thing don't return them anymore I, I don't I don't know but if we see I mean that's insanity if he's back out there I understood giving him another chance after the first couple mistakes but after week four You know, I was at the commander's game, and and that's when it was like, okay, this experiment needs to end. That was a month ago almost now, man. There's been bad losses, and they almost blew another game because of another special teams mistake, which is literally the reason that this team didn't advance in the postseason last year. They didn't give up a touchdown, an offensive touchdown to the 49ers. They had a kick and a punt blocked for a touchdown. So we can't have these special teams mistakes. You fired a coordinator. You're spending money, more money for another coordinator. You brought in all these guys. Now figure that out because you're going to – I guarantee you if Amari Rodgers is back out there Thursday, it may not be this week. But he's going to make another mistake that's going to cost them a football game this season. Yeah. Guaranteed. And
0: speaking of Thursday, I'm doing the BetQL chat. Download that BetQL app and you can uh, chat with me like just like texting on your phone. That's all it is. We just text back and forth about the game, about whatever the case you – whatever you may want to chat about. Of course, download Curt and Long. Whether it be on Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, all places you have your favorite podcasts you can download uh, and listen there. Also, if you missed the announcement, because I forgot to tweet it out during the game, If you missed the announcement, the 16th annual Fan Toy Drive for 1250 AM, the fan uh, is coming uh, starting on Monday, November 28th. Blaine's Farm and Fleet, five days strong, Monday through Friday. First time we've been out there uh, since uh, the pandemic hit, since COVID hit. Uh, And everybody's asking, well, is it it just going to be you? Yeah. 6A to 6P, baby, Monday through Friday. Uh, 12 hour days, but I'm not going to be there the whole time. I'll be honest with you. So, from like between two and four um, will be my quote break, I guess you can say. Uh, But there will be personalities from other radio stations uh, within our building. So, Uh, Allie uh, Allie from Kiss FM's morning show, Radar and Elizabeth from The Mix, uh, DJ GA and Promise from Hot 105.7. Those guys have been making appearances uh, throughout the week uh, as well. And, again, all goes for a good cause for Children's Wisconsin and Robins Nest, uh, and it starts Monday, November 28th. So hope to see all of you out there. And if you can't make it out there, you can donate online. That link is up and going right now at 1250amthefan.com. Next topic, how much better does Ryan Horvat feel about this wide receiver group after Watson's three touchdown performance?
1: I got to be honest because you know people are pulling my tweet about when I called it the worst. I said my tweet said this is the worst wide receiver room in the National Football League. Brian Gutekens should be in, in prison. prison. Yeah, yeah, I which I still I still agree with. You still needed to find a way to bring in a vet. And I know that they offered a first round pick for DJ Moore, which is insanity. And I know they tried for Brandon cooks and all these guys try harder, man, because all these other teams figure out a way the Rams always figure out a way. That being said, I don't feel all that much better. I feel better about the future of Christian Watson because clearly he can make plays. And I know that last night was like his coming out party, but I still worry about him staying healthy, man, because even last night, What was it, a hamstring? He tweaked something. He was off the field. And I think – and he was like, no, I'm going back in this game. You're not holding me out again. But he even got hurt last night. He tweaked something. Guys like that, he's so damn fast, man. I worry about guys like that. You know, like once – every week he's coming down with something. So I feel better about the future of Christian Watson if he stays healthy, but I know we're also probably still going to see some mistakes and some bad drops. I don't know when the hell Romeo Dobbs is coming back. I feel better about getting a veteran like Randall Cobb. Looks like Cobb's coming back against the Titans. I think his quote was he would have been back last week if they didn't put him on the IR. He was mad about that. Obviously you feel better with a veteran out there. I like Lazard, but again, Robert Tunyon leads this team in receptions, man. And I believe he only had one catch yesterday. Mercedes. Ladies, Lewis had a catch yesterday. I don't feel all that much better for this season, but about the future, I feel better. You know, I think Christian Watson could be a playmaker in this league for years to come. I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be a solid player. I just know that there's going to be more mental mistakes, so I'd feel better if they were able to acquire a veteran because I still think, man... This team's four and six. I think they're going to beat Tennessee, and we will talk about that later on this week. Then you're five and six. You got some tough matchups, obviously, Philadelphia, Miami on Christmas Day. If you watched them yesterday, that's scary as hell. But I think that I think this team could still go to the playoffs. I don't know what they could do when they get there, but that should be the goal. So I, I don't know how, if I feel better about this wide receiver group this year. No, I don't. I feel better about Christian Watson, though, when he's healthy.
0: I I feel better about it because we haven't seen really Watson play a full game. So that in itself was a big deal. Now that he played a full game, again, a rookie wide receiver catches three touchdown passes in Green Bay. Right, sure. That that never happens ever. Uh, Romeo Dobbs looked like he was going to be something in training camp. Uh, Start the season, played well. Then he fell off. Then he started picking up a little bit more. uh, And now, obviously, he is hurt. And Tamari Touré, we know Rogers loves. So you've got three wide receivers that, by all indication, will be on this roster again next year. Uh, We'll have a full training camp. We'll have a full year in the offense. uh, And this wide receiver room all of a sudden looks a lot better now. Not only do you have those three, I really firmly believe the Green Bay Packers will draft another wide receiver in the first couple of rounds probably this year. Because again, as I've said before, and I'll say again, this is about getting this offense ready for post-Rodgers. So, yes, Rodgers will benefit from having these young receivers in the immediate future in the first couple of years. But once these guys get off and running, that's when that next quarterback, Jordan Love, whoever, inherits a really good wide receiving core. Uh, and then, of course, they still have to make a decision on Aaron Jones after this year, which at this point, I figure it out. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care really at this point what you have to pay him. I mean, he clearly is the best guy on the team, whether it be catching the ball, running the football or whatever. Yeah. But – for me, I like this wide receiver room a lot because Watson kind of stepped up and did what they were saying, which he made play action a legitimate worry now for the opposing team. They used play action in that game to their benefit because they finally had somebody that could pop the top. And not only wasn't just him, but even that play to Lazard, that was a play action, I believe to Jones and he hit Lazard. It was finally working because there was a threat for the defense to be worried about prior to this, there wasn't a threat. And that's why it wasn't working nearly as effectively.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good point. Good point. I, I, like I said, I I mean, I just feel great just with the win, man. I mean, it had been five weeks. It had been before my birthday that this team actually won a football game. I feel great with, I mean, again, and I don't want to buy into just Aaron Rodgers' press conference, but he's like, I know I need to be better and I will be better the rest of the season. And we've been waiting for that quote and yesterday in the post game, presser on the field he's like we're not dead yet and I agree this team's not dead if they continue to play like that but they need that type of performance from him he was putting those balls right on the money Alan Lazard played a great game if he could stay healthy it all just comes down to health you know if Christian Watson could stay on the field especially if they're going to put in all these packages for him because like you said I mean man if you have a weapon like that that could get open down the field and take the top off of defense it's just so tough to game plan against you know and it's what we always wanted from MVS and him and Rodgers could just never get on the same page and last night we finally saw it he does the backflip he gets his first Lambeau leap something like that is just huge for a rookie's confidence and then they give him the game ball you know they show him in the locker room that's huge for him moving forward now you just have to have to capitalize and you know Rodgers said this after the loss to Detroit and even said it in the postgame presser last night he said man that was a low point not only for the team, but for him personally. He was embarrassed. Then he has to go on the McAfee show on Tuesday and talk to those guys after he loses to the Detroit Lions. And, you know, they're going to butter him up and they're going to be nice. But that's freaking embarrassing, man. You just you score nine points against the worst defense in the National Football League. Then, of course, they turn around and hang 30 against one of the better defenses in the National Football League, which just shows that this year, this league makes absolutely no sense. But now you get a short week and you get Tennessee at home right there, huge advantage. You get a Tennessee team where, I know I keep ragging on the Packers wide receiver room. Their wide receiver room is not much better. Like, I like Robert Woods, but he's coming off another ACL injury. I think he's only got like 25 receptions this year because he doesn't have a quarterback that can complete passes right now. You know, Tannehill came back. He's still limited. They use Malik a little bit. That does scare me a little bit because we know we're going to see some packages. Tennessee ran this yesterday where they bring Malik in and they'll they'll run the RPO with Derrick Henry. And now you're going against this Green Bay team, who nice win yesterday, but they could not stuff the run. And that was without Zeke, and people laugh when I say that because I know Zeke's a shell of himself. But if Zeke plays yesterday and you have that one-two punch of him and Pollard, and Zeke's eating away four or five yards per carry, that might change that story from yesterday. And then maybe Dak's not dropping back, throwing picks all over the place to our guy Rudy Ford. But this is where you take advantage now. Short week, at home, at Lambeau Field, Tennessee comes here. And that should be an easy, winnable game. Not easy, but it should be a winnable game, I should say. But it could also be a nightmare matchup if they don't stuff the run. Because even last night, man, I haven't watched the tape yet, but there was some disgusting stuff that they put on film against the run yesterday.
0: All right, let's go to the last topic here on Kurt and Long. Ryan Horvath, follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath, me at Sparky Radio. Do you believe this offensive game plan will be used consistently going forward? I'll go first. Absolutely not. There's no <laughs> chance. There's yeah. zero chance. This dude ain't throwing 20 balls every week and being fine with it. You can tell me all you want about, oh, he wants to win everything else. Fine, but he still wants his numbers. I mean, his numbers were good yesterday. For 20 throws, he had three touchdown passes. Like, everything you want out of the quarterback, he did great. Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Jones, or AJ Dillon, I should say, both averaged over five yards per carry out of the backfield. Like, that offense was perfectly ranked. That's what it should look like pretty much every week. And now we're going to get Tennessee who's a physical style defense and they're going to be physical up front. We know that they have to stay with the game plan. Don't abandon the game plan. If Thursday night comes and he throws the ball 40 times, I bet you they don't win. Like I cannot we can't have this. Like you've got to stay within the game plan under center, run the play action. but use both running backs, Uh, And then use Christian Watson again to pop the top off like he did this last week. Do not abandon the game plan because what I always hear is, well, it'll change from week to week. You know, it depends on what the defense is giving us looks on. And this depends on this and it depends on that. No, just be who you are. You're not good enough to have six different variations of what you think you can do well. You don't have six different variations. That right there is what you do well. That offense right there. Just run that offense. And if you lose, you lose. Because I'll tell you one thing, it's going to be a close game. If that offensive line blocks like they did yesterday, they're going to give these running backs every opportunity. Jones is going to make runs out of nothing. He's shown he can do that in the past. Dylan's yeah. going to bulldoze people a couple times over during the course of the game. That's how fourth quarter comes. He's really going to be running over guys when it gets colder. I, this is the offense what it should be. Do I think it's going to be this way every week going forward? No chance. I, 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 I No, I don't think there's any chance it that
1: I mean, it has to, though. And I think, I mean, if you want to win football games, I think that that's the only recipe for success because look at the last month of the season. And this is against, and again, like the Giants and the Jets are really good defensively, and so are the Commanders, right? But but Detroit, like you've seen what doing it your way, where that gets you. And I know even like last night, him and LaFleur, I thought that that was hilarious screaming at each other. I didn't think it was hilarious at the time because I thought they were going to lose that football game, and I had no idea what the hell they were trying to accomplish there. But Then they were all buddy-buddy later on. This is just, again, the Titans, man. The Titans are so beat up right now. They're without seven starters. They're 32nd in the National Football Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. But what I'm saying is this team just keeps winning games because Mike Vrabel's a great coach. This has to be the game plan moving forward, and it should have been the game plan from week one against Minnesota. I thought that this was – The game plan, I thought that this was the identity of the team, I guess, going into the season, right? You were going to win with your defense and you were a running football team. When you didn't replace Devontae Adams with a veteran wide receiver, when you weren't able to do that other than Sammy Watkins, I figured it was saying, okay, Aaron Jones, this offense is built around Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon now. We'll use some multiple tight end sets. You know, We'll allow these rookies to make plays down the field. Like you said, you run the ball like that, man. That opens up play action. I don't think you always need to run the ball to open up play action, but it definitely helps. And last night, I mean, what did Rodgers have? Like eight attempts only in the first half. I know he finished with only 20 in the game, and this game goes to overtime. And I know it's going to piss him off, but look at the success they had last night, and then it's going to open up what's, what's available down the field for a burner like Christian Watson. So if he wants to win football games, this has to be the way to do it, but I'm with you. I I won't be shocked if he if he drops back thirty five thirty eight times against Tennessee and that is not how you beat Tennessee not this year um, so it should be but I'm still uh, I'm I'm in wait and see mode I'll I'll agree with you here though no probably not going to be the game plan moving forward
0: and it's funny because last week we talked about it Roger said last week at his press conference when that article came out in the press gazette about how this executive didn't believe they were running what LeFleur wanted, that this doesn't look anything like Shanahan's offense or McVay's offense. This looks much closer to what McCarthy was doing and so forth. And Rodgers said, oh, no, no, we're, we're running this offense much more to the book of what Matt wants than we have yeah. had in the past. I believe what happened yesterday Sunday was what Matt wants to do every week. I think that's closer to what he wants to do. And that means if it's Jordan Love, if it's Trubisky, whoever the quarterback is, he doesn't want the weight of the world on the quarterback. He wants it on the offensive line. He wants it on your ground game. And then he asks you to make, you know, three to five throws a game. That's what he's asking his quarterback to do. Not asking you to make 40 throws a game, three to five throws a game. Just be good three or four, three to five times a game. And we can win football games. And this is what they have to use going forward. Is Rodgers better than being relegated to 20 throws a game? Probably if he had a veteran wide receiving core, you know, if he had Adams and Jordy and everybody knew it was he was what they were doing, fine. But in this offense, with this wide receiver room and what they have, this has to be the game plan. Sorry, 12.
1: Yeah, man. And, like, look at these teams around the league. Like, I know everybody loves the Buffalo Bills, but they lost again yesterday because all they do – well, there was some fluky stuff, but all they do is rely once again yesterday on Josh Allen to make these ridiculous plays on third down, and they don't want to run the football – You have to run the football. This year, look at the league, man, with everybody playing this too high shell and whatnot. You have to take what's given to you. And if you have a running back like Aaron Jones, you made a great point because the offensive line, solid yesterday, but Aaron Jones was just making plays. The one where he, like, gets stuffed and then spins out for that big gain, man. I mean, that's what he could do, and that's what he's able to do every single week. But what happens is, you know, in these games where he has three, four touches going into the half, The play calling is so predictable, right? They'll come out and empty. You you, you know when it's a known passing down. And then they'll give Aaron Jones a couple carries. And there will be eight, nine men in the box because they see it coming, because we all see it coming. They'll stuff the run or he'll only pick up two, three yards per carry. And Rodgers or whoever will get frustrated or LaFleur. And then they'll just – Boom, they'll go away from the run. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Like he needs to touch the ball 20, 22 times. We're down the defense a little bit. And that, man, if we could get that from AJ Dillon, what they got last night, that's the perfect role for AJ Dillon. You have to use both of those guys, though. It can't just be the AJ Dillon show, AJ Dillon 14 touches, Aaron Jones four. It has to be, you know, a pretty equal balance, but with a lot more Aaron Jones. And use them a lot more the way that you used them last night, you know. Dump the ball off to him. Use him a little bit more in the passing game because he's probably your second or third best wide receiver if he's not the best wide receiver on this team. It needs to be the game plan moving forward. And I think again, this team could go to the playoffs because that's how damn good Aaron Jones is. He's a superstar in this league. Somebody just needs to let the uh, somebody needs to let Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers know that. And that's what always pisses me off about these press conferences when they ask Aaron Rodgers, you know, what could you guys do moving forward on the offensive side of the ball? Simplicity. We need to be more simple. But he. He says, we need to get the ball to Aaron Jones more. We need to get the ball to Jonesy more. Well, like, we can't be saying this every single week. Get the ball to Jonesy more. They finally right. did it last night, and they won the stupid football game. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. And, again, that's what frustrates you because if that was the game plan, if that was the offensive game plan going into the season, this is probably a 3-4 loss team at worst right now. You know, maybe, maybe you lose to the Giants, the Jets, or the Commanders. You definitely don't lose to all three. You definitely do not lose to the Detroit Lions. There is no excuse for that one. The other three I'll give them, okay, whatever. But the Detroit Lions, that's a game you cannot lose. And they would not have lost if they did what they did yesterday. You have to feature Aaron Jones, though, and get creative. More pre-snap motion. We saw the LaFleur offense. I completely agree, and I think that's BS. Rodgers saying, oh, I think we're running it more than, you know, the stuff that Matt wants to run. I think we're doing that more than we have the last three years. No, year one is when they did it more than ever, and you remember that Rodgers was pissed off that year. He didn't look great that year, and they drafted Jordan Love. Then the last couple of years, it's become more of the Aaron Rodgers offense. A little bit of a balance, but this year – the last couple of weeks, it's been just nonsense. I mean, they've been the laughing stock of the league. I think he's embarrassed. I think Rodgers was embarrassed, and that's why he agreed to actually run the floor stuff yesterday. So hopefully moving forward, you know, he's been humbled, and now it's all just about winning. Because, come on, man, this team, even if you think there's a lot of holes like I do, they have too much talent to be sitting at home come playoff time watching who? You know, like the Giants are going to get in? No.
0: He's Ryan Horvath, Steve Sparky Viper. That'll do it. Another episode of Curd and Long. And, uh, Ryan, it was fun. We will do it again on Wednesday. Sounds great. All right, brother. Sounds good. We'll see you on Wednesday. Don't forget, you can download this. Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Have a good one. Toodle. (laughs)